This is How Did I Get This Far, a podcast tackling the basic skills and knowledge that we all completely missed learning. Soon enough, you'll stop having to ask yourself, how did I get this far? Hello, this is Still Clouds and I am your virtual assistant. Introducing this week's episode. It's time to find out, how did I use technology this far? Hey Siri, put on the new episode of How Did I Get This Far? Oh wait, we're already here. This episode today is all about the basics of technology. Geeking out with us today is our tech host and content creator, Brian Tong. After working at Apple Computers for over five years, Brian has worked as on-air talent for media platforms and news stations covering technology and consumer electronics. Earlier this year, Brian was even a live anchor for CES, or the Consumer Electronics Show, which is the most influential tech event in the world In addition to his YouTube channel, too, Brian has a podcast called Apple Bits XL with Brian Tong, which features honest reviews about Apple products. Brian, you clearly are big in the tech space for showcasing the latest in technology, so I am fully charged and happy to have you here. Woo! Happy to be here, Amanda. Um, This is awesome. You know, we've worked together in the past. Yes, I know, and I'm so glad that we are back together. I truly adore you. So this is going to be so much fun. (laughs) So first, why technology? How did you find so much interest in it? Well, you know, I was lucky. Both of my parents were actually teachers. And, you know, back in the day, Apple computers put all their computers in schools. And so during the summer, my mom would take home the Apple computer that she had. And that's how I kind of got first exposed to technology. Then after that, I really fell in love with like a video camera that my uncle had. He would always take videos We'd watch them on the TV at home. And so I got really curious about that. I basically saved up. I think it might have been at least like four or five years of money as a kid. And I bought my first mini DV cam. But that's where I started kind of fall in love with video and technology. Just kind of those two things really made an impact on me. And my parents encouraged me to just do whatever I loved. Because I think as teachers, where all my friends were told to be business people, doctors, engineers, I kind of bucked the trend and I was like, I want to work in media. And this is a long time ago. So now I'm happy to see, you know, quite honestly, young Asian American people be more active and involved in pursuing media content creation, which YouTube has helped open up doors for, you know, it's really democratized content period for everyone, no matter what ethnicity, what socioeconomic background you come from, you have a phone, you can create content. So I've been fortunate to kind of learn skills along the way. I knew I wanted to be involved in media in some way, shape or form. I did an internship at local TV stations. And then I kind of over time was fortunate enough to host, but I always knew how to shoot, write and edit. And that has been able to actually kind of like enable me to have a career in content creation today, unbeknownst to me at the time, what I was really doing. It's a really good point about that anybody can do it because I, I I mean, we both grew up with technology moving so fast, which was really intimidating, but also really cool that it started off as something that was, you know, shared or, you know, we had to exchange like, oh, get off of the phone so I can use the computer and, you know, just how crazy things have changed and developed. And it is super cool. Too smart for me, but that's why we have you. (laughs) No, no, it's not too smart. Look, you're doing it. When I talk about content creation, you are making a podcast, all right? This is something that quite honestly wasn't really accessible to us. You might argue even say five, six years ago, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it wasn't as accessible as it was. Microphones were still a little more pricey. 
having a computer. Now there's software tools and things that make it pretty easy for us to do this and make it attainable where honestly, someone like a junior high kid could do a podcast and just learn what to do and how to make that happen. But it's really hard, no matter what, where you start, or even if you're doing it today, to be a content creator, what it really takes is a lot of mental toughness, but all the tools are there for all of us. That's true. I started with the bare minimum when I started this podcast. I still am kind of using the bare minimum, but I got myself a microphone. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) All right, so we have a lot of questions, but before we browse through those questions, (laughs) we're gonna do... Thank you. you We're going to do a game. (laughs) It's going to be called This or That. I'll give you two options related to the topic, and you'll have to pick one, and then you can share why. Mm, Okay. This or that. All right. This or that. Okay. The first one, iPhone or Android phone? Come on. It depends on what you want in your phone. I will never pick a side here. I mean, yeah, I use an iPhone. It's easy to use. If my mom asked me this question, I would say get an iPhone. If someone like my brother asked me this question, I'd say, what do you want to do with your phone? And that would determine whether you go Android or iPhone. There's a lot of reasons why you might say Android, more customizability, quite honestly, more cutting edge features. But then you go over to iPhone, tends to be more reliable, works better, easier to use. And then they have a really strong ecosystem if you have an Apple laptop and an Apple iPhone and Apple AirPods and Apple Watch. So other Android, you do have ecosystems, but they're just not clean and as tight as Apple. If I had it, let's say for you as a content creator, I'd probably say Apple. Well, then I made the right choice because that's what I have. But <laughs> I, I, honestly, I think it is. Well, first of all, I need the text to be blue. If a te- text is green, I'll still give you the benefit of the doubt. They brainwashed you with that. They brainwashed us with that. They well, because really there's just like, it seems like there's extra features with the fact it's blue. Whatever. I don't, this is not where the conversation's going. But <laughs> my my point is, I mean, yes, actually the brainwashing is a really good point. But is it true that Android phones come up with the next feature before iPhone, but then iPhone perfects it and then they release it and it's better? Is that like, I feel like I've heard that a lot. I would say it's that's pretty accurate from a standpoint where because phones are competitive, you have to remember Apple is like their own platform with Android. There are like, let's say 10, arguably 15 companies that are all using the same similar operating system and competing. So it's very competitive. Android tends to roll out features first. Apple, you can use the word perfect. Apple tends to fine tune it for their ecosystem. So it's easier to use Uh and more easy to understand where a company like Samsung might throw the whole kitchen sink at it. But then because some of these companies are willing to take risks and innovate, you've got something like Samsung who just released a phone that has a 10x optical zoom, which means it can go, it can zoom in 10 times your image without losing any resolution. Apple's only does two and a half to three. It's probably going to have a 2x, 3x zoom for the next two years before they even smell a 10x zoom. Samsung's camera on their new S21 Ultra is really special and it's polished. So it just depends, you know. But again, even if Android has the best tech in some of their phones, depending on the phone, a lot of times someone like you and me, if we're really locked into the Apple ecosystem, we're not going to disrupt it and all of a sudden get an Android phone because we have a laptop, we have AirPods, we have an yeah. Apple Watch. So Apple Smart, that ecosystem keeps you locked in more than anything else, more than the phone. Yep. I fell into that trap. You're right. Okay. Another. Okay. So my next one is Samsung Galaxy Tablet or Apple iPad. Mm. For the best screen on planet Earth, 
Samsung Galaxy Tab S for the best software and interface and are just honestly the best tablet experience, iPad, hands down. Okay, all right. But I'm not going to hate on people who want, you know, again, it's it's your flavor. It depends on what you want, but iPad is a better tablet experience. And would you say because of the, you know, this kind of cult feeling of having Apple products that Apple is is actually truly in the lead or does it just appear that way? They are in the lead in some products. They aren't in the lead in other products. So example, the Apple Watch is by far the best smartwatch on planet Earth. It just doesn't work with non-Apple phones, but it is the best smartwatch. Now, the iPhone, arguably not the best phone on the planet, depending on what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. So it just, it, again, you know, there's it's so nuanced. It is easy to say, oh, Apple versus Android, but... It's, it's always like, for me as a consumer who just loves tech, who happens to be an Apple and loves plenty of non-Apple things, it just depends on really what you want. But what's easy to use is if you have a message that comes to your phone and then shows up on your iPad yep. and shows up on your watch, right? I mean, that's those are those hooks yep. that where the ecosystem matters. But I think most people would generally say the iPad is absolutely the best overall tablet experience because of the number of apps, the way you can use it. But uh, there's there's better actual tablets from a hardware standpoint. Got it. Okay. We're going to switch from the products to a couple of uh, other topics. All right. So okay. when you're buying a phone or a laptop or a tablet, should you get the newest model or save some money and get an mm. older model? This is a great question here. I would say you get what your means can support, right? Because... Okay. You know, that may not be the sexy thing. Sure, someone's like, yo, get the newest. Well, someone like my mom, I don't get her the newest phone when she needs a new phone. She may get the phone from a year ago, which is cheaper. She might be the type of person that still likes to use a physical button on their phone. I do miss that a little. Right? (laughs) For my mom? You tell me she's going to start swiping and doing gesture? No, (laughs) no, that's, that's not happening. I see she's like pecking away like a little bird on her screen already. It's, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So it comes down to, I would say, go with what your means can support. Because quite honestly, now these days, phones are so good that whether you buy the most expensive or not one or not, or the newest one, it still pretty much does the same thing. The, the biggest difference is maybe the camera's a little better um, now these days, but phones are at such a high level. They've kind of plateaued where if you buy a phone from the last three, I would say even four years, you're getting still a quality device. All right, there we go. The last one. Should you update your phone or your computer as soon as there's an update or should you wait to see if there's like feedback about any bugs? Mm, this is probably the smartest one you've asked me. I would, what do you think? <laughs> I'm not saying your other questions were dumb. You know what's interesting? What, what, and I, What do you, you think? So, it's funny. I feel like I bring up my parents in a lot of my episodes, but my dad... <laughs> always tells he gets mad at me if i don't update right away he thinks if there's Mm. ever an issue with my software it's because i didn't update yet i think he made that up i think it's better to wait because if there's a bug and i already updated then i'm screwed but if i wait then it'll get fixed before i do this to my phone so i'm gonna say you should wait that is the correct answer you should wait perfect take that dad so mr ogan daddy o listen your daughter should absolutely wait and i'm someone who covers tech you know i'm fortunate enough where i'll keep the model from last year and then the current year i'll update the software right away on the old model but not my phone Mm. that i actually use i use that to test it because 
especially Apple, year over year until recently, they've had major bugs. I think two years ago they had you had to do they did like four updates in three months after the initial release. It was that bad. So don't rush into it. You don't need to do it. Just I typically wait a week before I actually do the update. I wait for all the bugs. I wait to see what people say, what's wrong. There's nothing worse than getting excited about your phone or whatever your device, and then it literally yeah. bricks it. Who wants that? Mr. Ogan doesn't want that. No. Daddy-o, Daddy Ogan, don't. Don't Love do that. Uh, but I've had some issues with my computer now that I think about it. Like There was a point where like the J button, it would type two Js, or it would get kind of stuck and wouldn't let me press it. And like sometimes it was like uh, like a warranty thing, so they – fixed it that but, sounds like a warning but then there was thing. like more it happened like i think it finally settled but like it would be a different key like every few months i'm like mm, something's wrong here so. you must have had one of the actual slim low profile butterfly keyboard macbooks i'm almost guarantee it <laughs> i have no idea what you what just mean, said what was I? okay the butter <laughs> so okay sorry oh my gosh so the keyboard there were two different styles of keyboards and at one time, Apple's like, we're going to make a really slim one that barely, like when you press the keys, it barely moves and it keeps the laptop really slim. But it had actually tons of faulty defects with exactly what you're describing. Yeah, can confirm. I know you have a MacBook or a MacBook Pro. I guarantee you, I don't even know exactly what model you have. I bet you it's because it had the super low profile butterfly style keyboard and that's what was screwing up. I'm going to say that's right. Like it feels like, oh, I don't, my finger doesn't, push the key and it yep. doesn't move that much yep. that's what you had that's what i know I it i know it that, that's that's why i cover this stuff you know paid big bucks for a faulty laptop <laughs> <laughs> no i love it it's actually an amazing laptop all right we're gonna go to some actual questions now my first question which i think we're gonna go back to some like stupid questions how do these products like these tablets phones laptops do so much and be so tiny mm, it's called the wonders of science all right well Moving along. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, look, it is it is the wonders of science, but, you know, you got to think about, like, innovation, right? This is why technology is amazing. Just to your point, they make these things smaller. They do more. They're more powerful. It's kind of incredible. That's why technology is, is fascinating. That's why I fell in love with it. It's just, like, these are basically grown-up, super expensive toys. Mm -hmm. That's what this stuff comes down to, right? We're playing with $500 to $1,000 toys, but they're amazing and they happen to allow us to make our life easier, more fun, but also dangerous because it really does remove us from kind of like societal norms. Like yeah. things have changed. The generation, you know, younger generations, my nieces and nephews, they act and communicate differently than we do. You know, I'm more of a face to face. I want to talk to people. I love that connection. They're like, text me. Now, they do love their Uncle Brian, so they will call me and stuff, which I appreciate. But I just see in general, when they don't want to do things, it's because they're on their phones or they're playing yeah. Fortnite on their tablets. Like those virtual digital worlds are more interesting than real world to them. It, it's just true. Yeah. Their attention spans are. And that's kind of sad to me, you know, the, the fact that they don't want to go out and play. They want to go and play Fortnite with their friends. That's how they go out and play. And I'm like, damn, like it really has changed. So these things are amazing, but... Even as grownups, right, getting stuck and staring at Instagram forever or Twitter or Clubhouse, <laughs> got to be able to control ourselves, Amanda. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, this is getting <laughs> personal. All right, we're going to move on to the next question. I don't like this anymore. Do you know a lot about Wi-Fi like and or the like Bluetooth or like 
5G. Like, I don't know what any of that means. Do you know about that too? Or, or are you just like, I mean, no. I can explain, I can explain it. I can explain it. I mean, I don't know how deep you want me to get, but do you want to know what the difference between all those things are and what they mean? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. They're different. That's all I can say, but I don't know exactly okay. how they work. Okay. So this is a, a little wireless communications 101 with Brian Tong, AKA BTZ. Okay. All right. So first of all, <laughs> Wi-Fi is a form of wireless internet, right? So for example, back in the day, we used to have to plug in a cable into the wall and plug it into our computer. Mm -hmm. All Wi-Fi is to just think of it as wireless internet. Why it isn't also... it called Wi-I then? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The funny thing that you now, I don't even know what the, what technically F why it's actually Wi-Fi. I mean, I should look this up. I've just always known it to be called Wi-Fi. Wireless fickleness, I don't know, whatever it is, because it can be fickle. It can be. So that's that's really, you know, it and also connects devices. It's like a it's basically a network connection and internet combined, because also Wi-Fi allows me to see my other computers on Wi-Fi, right? Does that make sense? So yeah. it's just like internet based and connecting our computers. Now Bluetooth, not exactly like Wi-Fi, but Bluetooth is another type of wireless communication that typically allows our devices to talk to each other for example computer to wireless keyboard computer to wireless mouse um you can do phone to phone over bluetooth although that's not used that much to send uh, files but it's really used more for like lightweight devices that connect to bigger devices like a computer does that make sense that does so oh. wi-fi is just like generic internet and then bluetooth is between devices yeah, that's that's a good way. Yeah, Wi-Fi is more like internet and networking. Uh -huh. And when I say networking, is like five computers plugged in your home network. So mm -hmm. internet and networking is Wi-Fi, and then Bluetooth is more like for communication between smaller devices or just devices in general. Okay. What about five G? Which I I okay. it was a random trivia question that the G means generation. Um, so I do know. Yeah. That, I don't know what that means though. That, that's right. Okay, so five G is also similar to 4G LTE, which is similar to L, which is similar to 3G. It's all, that's all cellular wireless connectivity, which is actually think of Wi-Fi as like the home wired in version of networking and internet connections. 5G is the on the go mobile cellular version of Wi-Fi. Does oh, that make you sense? know what? Yeah. That makes sense. Like when I don't have Wi-Fi, I use the data and it's still wired. Correct. Correct. God, and instead of it being I'm at your so home, no, no. Instead of it being at your home, you got these big companies that are sending the signal out through the air, through signals, and your phone catches them. Um, but it's those are cellular signals and obviously can download, share. So that so yes. Okay. Did I did I actually clear that up? No, that cleared it up. But I actually want to add a a, a fourth one. Um, oh God, the I'm cloud. Oh, okay. Can okay. You explain the cloud. Think of the cloud as an imaginary hard drive that lives up in the internet in the cloud, which allows you to dump and store files or save things. So the, the cloud is basically just think of it as a wireless hard drive that exists somewhere in the sky that you can throw things to or your uh, computer syncs things to. So you use Dropbox. Yeah. You use Dropbox, right? Where you have to like maybe share a file to someone and say, hey, get it off my Dropbox. Well, that's the cloud. It's just storage on the internet 
somewhere that you can access. Okay. So it's this like invisible way to store stuff as opposed to like yeah. in, in a file, whether it's on the internet or on your desktop. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This is – you're testing my basic fundamentals. That's that's the podcast. All right. The hey, next hey, – hey. <laughs> next Sorry. one is battery health tips. Okay. So Mythbuster time. Is it really that bad to leave your phone or computer charging when it's already at 100%? Like overnight or you just leave it chill in there so that it's totally good when you're ready to leave? I mean technically you don't want to do that. But the reality is by the time you want to upgrade a device, right, the battery light, like let's say a laptop you know what, no matter what, your device over time will lose some of its charge, but it won't be like all of a sudden you're in general, your battery won't go like, hey, I get eight hours of battery life. And all of a sudden, like the next day, it's only going to get two hours, right? That takes time to degrade to get to that point. What I like to do is once in a while, like maybe every like two weeks or so, I do like to run my device all the way down to zero. And the reason Ooh, why is like okay. these batteries have kind of like a memory. So let's say you keep it plugged in all the time and you never, and you just let it go down maybe 50% and you plug it back in and you let it go down at 50%, you plug it back in. It, it actually kind of starts, and this is not permanent, but in some cases it can be, it kind of starts remembering, oh, I only use this much of the battery juice and this is kind of the limits of how much I need to charge. So it's a good idea to every so often run your battery all, all, all the way down and then charge it to kind of remind itself, oh, this is the full capacity of your battery. That was so clearly said. I understood that very well. So thank you, Brian. <laughs> that was good. All right. I have one more basic question. I mean, my all my oh, questions God. are basic, but like as far as like the category of basic questions, is there a difference besides the shape between USB and this god-awful adapting USB-C that you yeah i said that right that required me to buy an adapter is there another option like what is the deal with like all these different things okay so the rectangle usb a or a usb 2.0 you're talking about the rectangle that kind of has like half of the square rectangle in it right yeah the more generic that's one like traditional yeah, yeah the traditional the rectangle one. that's traditional okay but as time has gone on usb c or usb 3.0 can be used interchangeably has developed to start becoming a standard but what happened is that no matter what there's going to be a transition where we still have some of these older connections and then we have to use a dongle for it but ideally in the future let's say it's going to be a while but in the next five plus years most things will be USB-C this new connector and why it's advanced advantageous more data can be pushed through it also it's reversible so like you know the most annoying thing about those standard USBs sometimes the cables the wrong way yeah you got to flip it the right way well, USB-C, a.k.a. USB 3.0, you can pop it in either way. It doesn't matter. You don't even have to think about it. Mm. So those are advantages. Also, a version of USB-C slash Thunderbolt can support displays as well. I didn't think about the fact that it works in both directions. So, um, okay. I, I See, feel a bit better about it. But it's a pain in the ass. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it is, you know, most laptops, at least on the PC side, are sometimes have both ports on the apple side yeah they just went USB-C, and you're gonna buy a dongle and pay 30 to 50 bucks for it and you're not gonna be happy about it i will say though when i went to the apple store the employee just straight up told me just get it on amazon which i did and it works I'm using it right now so thank you to and that then did you give him or her your number <laughs> you know what 
Lost, lost connection. <laughs> Shoot. We're going to move on to the tech issues portion. This is a little shorter, but if you have any advice for maybe like water damage or a cracked screen or just maybe some other more internal issues, do you have any basic hacks maybe or any thoughts on it? If your phone gets wet, now these days, most of the phones actually have really good water protection. Like they have, okay, this is nerdy, but like an IP68 rating or an IP67 rating. That just means your phone can be submerged in water for roughly 30 minutes at different depths and it'll be totally okay in case you didn't know that if you bought a phone within the past two or three years it's even longer it's gonna survive if you dropped it in a pool or lake but just don't go under like 20 feet or something like that okay <laughs> if it's 20 feet or lower you lost your phone anyways like forget it screw it right <laughs> so water damage is not an issue but Sometimes it still can be an issue. Shoot, some people accidentally throw their AirPods in their pocket and they get them wet, like in the washing machine. You can sometimes salvage them and they'll still work. My recommendation and all my other fellow Asian peeps, put it in a bag of rice. A bag of rice, it sucks the moisture out. You got to leave it in that bag of rice for about a week to give you the best chance possible mm -hmm. to uh, save those devices. I'm not guaranteeing it'll save them. It has saved them. And then also you can make rice afterwards. Don't, no, not with your phone juice. <laughs> wow. I've never heard the word phone juice ever. <laughs> it sounds pretty dirty. I've never heard phone juice before, but I might start using that. Well, okay. So I, I can confirm from personal experience that what you're saying does work. I've also seen mm -hmm. it not work, but it did work for me. Um, I, well, all right, to come clean here, I dropped my phone in the toilet after, um, using it it's okay i'm not gonna judge <laughs> no it was pretty it's pretty gross and uh thought i could get away with it but the phone screen started fading so mm. i only had chicken flavored rice and <laughs> i mean that's all i had so i opened up all the little ports like the, where the sd card is fancy I yeah i knew what that was yeah. uh i opened that with a probably like a safety pin or something i forget and i kept it in there i think I want to say for 36 hours. I don't know if I did that. I mean, you're saying a week. That's a little crazy. Uh, but it worked. And I really thought I was going to lose that phone. So so hold up. Your screen actually ended up working. Everything ended up working. It's Is that what you're totally telling me? It totally worked. It had been in urine. Rice, it... rice, baby. Ding, 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 <laughs> ding, 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 ding. This is a kind of a weird – this is a different take on the concept of issues with technology. Do you think it's actually going to be replacing jobs? It's like, do you think tech is ultimately a good thing, a bad thing, or like – I know it's a kind of it, a challenging. Question. It already is replacing jobs. True. You know, that's what, you know, look at shipping and warehouses, look at ordering food. We're going to have to evolve as a society to improve our skills for the next generation to keep our jobs. And there's no doubt about it. Like companies interests are typically for making money. There are some companies that do really care about their employees, but let's be real. You and I both know we've seen it. It's the bottom line yes. that matters. So you're so telling true. me a shipping company wouldn't buy an automated robot that they don't have to pay healthcare or benefits for that's mm -hmm. more efficient, arguably, than a human that doesn't make human errors and won't get injured on the job and probably over the life of that machine replace, you might even say two to three people and cost over the life of it, I won't even say half, less than half, maybe a quarter of that, of what, what that costs. Yeah. They're going to do that, right? They're they're already starting to. You're starting to see there's robots already in Amazon. I mean, Amazon still you it requires people in their warehouses to do certain things, but they're also using robots too. Yep. You know, 
Um, we've seen this in car manufacturing. We've seen this in, um, you know, even just food, the food industry of how they make food. It's, it's more um, like automated mechanical. Yeah. Automated. Thank you. So these are, these are things that we have to, you know, I think technology is great, but it actually makes me very sad because there's a lot of people that their jobs based on their socioeconomic position in life doesn't allow them to necessarily get the right levels of education to kind of help put them in positions where maybe they won't be phased out by automation. It's happening. It's going to happen. And we, I think that we need to do something about it. The problem that I also see, this is deep, is that these companies that are investing towards more automated tasks, they're making more money. They're keeping more money. Oh, that's great. So they're making millions on more millions. You know, how do they give back to the community? You know, even AI is scary to me. Artificial intelligence is the future of technology. It allows these companies to see and learn things that no longer require humans to to crunch numbers and make decisions for them. So, you know, people at kind of the entry level area, that that's where it hurts the most. So that's that's what I'm concerned about. Ugh, that made me sad. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, it is. I mean, of course, it, I'm sure it's creating jobs for those who can understand technology uh, because they have to, those machines have to be overseen. Yeah, but that's like a specific job that not everyone's interested in. It is a shame, but it exists. So, we have to evolve. Yeah, we have to evolve. So I think we just have to evolve, basically. Mm-hmm, we kind of have to. That's, that's what it comes down to. Well, yep. speaking yep. of which, we're going to do one last topic here, which is about the shopping for it since it's here. Obviously, technology, like we said, it's growing so fast, it's obviously taking over. But do you have any insight on how like, how to shop when it comes to it growing so fast? Like, Do you have any advice for like buying your laptop, buying your phone, buying your smartwatch, if you should, any other? I know we kind of touched on it before, but any other tips? First of all, especially with today's times, buy within your means. These are expensive toys for grownups, okay? I mean, I can't say it anymore. But once you establish that price point, you know, there, there's ways, you know, you can literally search up like best head, best earbuds for 50 bucks. Um, but I think honestly, also it comes down to ecosystem, right? If you're an Apple person, you're probably going to buy Apple stuff, which tends to be more expensive. But I will tell you, there's plenty of options that you don't have to buy the brand name. And yeah, sometimes the brand name makes you feel good, but you don't have to buy the brand name. I, I mean, it's a good example with my uh, my dongle. Oh, I hate that word. Uh, but yeah, like I just got it off Amazon and it- I like that word personally. Can you say I'm it again? Not saying it again. Um, okay, <laughs> my last final question um, before we close here. Um, it, just any last tips when it comes to struggling with technology? I think, you know, obviously that's the whole point of this episode in particular, but any like weird hack that you know or just like weird tip, maybe like a cool oh, thing? Oh, that's so hard. Just be curious about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the answers are out there. The answers yeah. are out there. It, this is hard. It's, this is hard for me to give like a def- defined concrete answer because you could go in so many directions. That's true. All right, well, I'll spare you. All right, well, for okay. more serious insider knowledge on the latest in technology wow where can people best find you um best way to find me is kind of two places my number one spot is my youtube channel just youtube.com slash brian tong brian with an i makes it easy i cover apple stuff tech stuff tvs headphones tech geek culture you know i've done some cool interviews with people like uh director for in the heights and crazy rich asians john m chu done done stuff like where we talk about like the self-lacing nike shoe 
and then obviously the latest Apple releases. So I really cover kind of like the cool, fun stuff that I really care about, but it's all around this kind of ethos, tech, geek, and culture, youtube.com slash Brian Tong. And then you can follow me on Twitter at Brian Tong. It's kind of the easy places to find me. Thank you, Brian, for that refresh on everything about technology. Wow. I have one last thing. I know. I got one last thing to say before we go. Alexa, set a reminder for next Tuesday for the next episode of How Did I Get This Far? <laughs> See you later. <laughs> I hope this episode helped. Please subscribe, rate, and review to support the podcast. And follow along for more hacks, tips, and failed attempts on Instagram at How Did I Get This Far Pod. Well, that's as far as we will get for now. I'm Still Clouds. Thanks for listening. <laughs>